Hi, this is Andrea. And before we start this episode, I just want to warn those of a nervous disposition that during our Where in the World game, I play a prank on Heidi because she is the most easily scared person in the whole world. I unexpectedly scream loudly just before she gives her third clue. And this leads her to scream for a long time and actually genuinely fall off her chair. So if you're jumpy, you may want to skip past that bit or just be prepared that it's coming. With the combined travel checklist of 130 countries and... Oh, this is me, Andrea. And me, Heidi, ready to whisk you around the world and fill those gaps in your mouths. Spooky Halloween special will be conjuring up a selection of terrifying tourism top fives. And I have a world to scare the wits out of you, Andrea. I'm already scared. <laughs> and if you have any travel questions, stories, or photos you'd love to share, terrifying or not, get in touch by emailing travel at inyourpocket.com or visiting us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> Are you ready for my nightmarish incarnation of our regular teaser in which I clue up a location for you and all you lovely listeners to honour? I'm positively possessed with anticipation, Heidi. <laughs> I tell you what, whenever I did this, I frightened myself. Clue one. This spine-tingling attraction was first introduced by its protagonist in 1818 and closed in 2016, but... It reopened on the 22nd of October 2022, which was yesterday as we record. Any ideas? Um, Clearly not. Well, I, yeah, I'm going to say the London Dungeon. I don't know if it was, I don't think it has been closed and reopened yesterday, but it's a spooky kind of Madame Tussauds thing about scary ghoulish murders and okay. such like in London. In London, yeah. right. Uh, clue two, it features the stories of individuals whose different crimes have each had a significant impact on Britain's social and criminal history. I know what this is. Do you? Yeah, I think I do. Okay, well, are you going to throw it out I'm going to do the next one. Well, no, come on, give us a wee... Sprinkle no, of your soil over the over the coffin. What? Lent. Um, I I'm not exactly sure the name. I think it's like the Black Museum in Scotland Yard. Okay, uh, so we're sticking with London. It seems seems to be yeah. Like actually, said like British criminal history. I did actually. Okay. Well, British is the. There's it lots, could be lots of Scotland or Wales or Northern Ireland, or indeed England. Okay. <laughs> Clue and final clue three. Yeah. These notorious killers. Jumped off your chair. I'm so 
such a weasel. Is Patrick, the producer, going to walk in? Dresses him on. I am not happy with this. Oh, you're so easily scared. <laughs> so easily scared. Jiggle levels for that. That was actually better than I ever could have anticipated. Okay. Clue three. Yes. These notorious killers include the Cray twins, John Christie, Dennis Nielsen, Ruth Ellis, and Jack the Ripper. Well, I... Oh, I'm so frightened. <laughs> I go back to, I think it's either the Black Museum in Scotland Yard, where they have all these things, like the... Just get on with it, I want to get out of here. <laughs> the, the sort of tools that people use to murder, murder weapons and things like that, or else it is um, London Dungeon. Okay, well, well, we're parking that. Right. We're digging a grave <laughs> for the adult lord, and we'll uh, we'll revisit it at the end of the podcast. If we make it to the end of the podcast, oh, I just I am not happy. <laughs> I do not trust you. Anyway. As the one of the two of us who goes travelling more often than the other, you've been somewhere scary, haven't you? Well, it wasn't exactly spooky, but it was the inspiration for a very spooky book, which was Dracula. <laughs> Author Bram Stoker visited Whitby in 1890 and was so inspired by the location because it has like a big old abbey ruins up in a hill that he was inspired to base his gothic novel Dracula in Whitby so the start of it all takes place in Whitby. And what time of the year were you there at Andrea because I imagine that would have lent itself very spookily if it was sort of getting into the autumn or? Uh, I think we were sort of end of summer it was September so it was still quite good weather but obviously Halloween is a big thing there and one of the famous things about Whitby as well as having like a lot of Dracula vampire things is that there's actually not one but two goth weekends so somehow years ago goth started going and there was a goth and steampunk weekend so one weekend a year all these goths would turn up in Whitby walk the 199 steps up to the abbey hang around the graveyard do gothy things what are, what are gothy things okay well I don't know what are goths to start with so people are here dress like vampires and victoriana and are into kind of goth bands and music and the whole lifestyle black hair black nails white face yeah pan stick face maybe yeah. you know a bit of the old red lips robert smith robert smith type thing yeah. that sort of thing so then apparently it broke off and i think there's now two goth weekends plus a steampunk weekend so this all happens in whitby they are crazy yeah. i mean competing as to who has the best goth who goth off really? Goth off indeed. It's a goth off. So we've established it's very much the goth capital of the known universe. Yes. <laughs> off of Dracula. But is there anything else going on that makes it even more spooky? Well, you can go on a guided walking tour. There's one all about Dracula. But we went on a ghost tour. So it was a walking tour and they took you around. This brilliant guide took us around and he showed... Because it's an old... It's a harbour 
town and uh, there was lots of smugglers there back in the day oh, and yes. mysterious deaths and things like oh, that wow. so that was didn't see any ghosts on the walking tour but that was very good plus there's a daily hop on hop off bus to see more of the sites which takes you up to Whitby Abbey which was founded in the 11th century and is now run by English Heritage and that's better than climbing the 199 steps up. It is incredible to think that Whitby, which, you know, wouldn't be a large town, I would imagine, in terms of, you know, population and all the rest of it, it, it really has been put on the map by yes. Bram Stoker's Dracula to the extent that it has a hop-on, hop-off bus. And there's lots of tourists there because it's a seaside resort in the northeast coast of England and North Yorkshire. Sea. North Sea. Yes. Which in itself just conjures up all the sort of the briny, the cold, the grim, uh, you know, unyielding and the fog. I mean, I can see how it would have been inspiration. I've never been, but I, yeah, yet again, whenever you talk about places on our podcast, it does make you want to go to them. And apparently, because if you set sail north from Whitby Harbour, apparently the first place you come to is something like the North Pole. So it does no. have that real smugglers, invaders vikings all this sort of weird history plus yeah. it's quite isolated yeah so there's only sort of really three roads out and you go across the yorkshire moors to get to it oh you see so it already has been, yeah it has been isolated throughout history but there's lots of other things loads of people go it's a you know it's a harbour town really famous for fish and chips oh, well, i was thinking about the yeah. old fish and chips was there an award-winning cafe you frequented well there was a couple fish and chips are a big deal 364 days of the year so they really only close on Christmas Day and then they open up again on Boxing Day and people go there people have their own favourite fish and chip shop mm -hmm. and you'll see queues of people standing outside waiting for the lunchtime rush waiting for when it opens again in the evening you can get a takeaway you can go in and sit down in the restaurant so there really is a, a fish and chipery for everyone you know i think somebody should invent or maybe it already exists a fish and chip map of britain oh, and yeah. you do a road trip and just eat fish and chips, the best ones in the best places. Yeah, and you were saying about a good time to go. In midsummer, if you go, apparently you can see both the sunrise and the sunset. That's blowing my mind. Uh, how it's... can that even happen? How, how do, well, how can that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Let's move are, on. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I wrote it down in my oh, notes. Great, I I down. And I just want to shout out a really, really cool place to stay. It was called La Rosa Hotel. And it's run by Helen and Rob and John the Cocker Poo oh, dog. <laughs> and it's really, there's no TVs in the room. It's very, it's like an explosion in a antique shop Brilliant. there's all like victoriana antique antiques the different rooms have different themes we had a room that had a great view over the harbour and to whitby abbey they're just really cool Love and it. quirky people and cool quirky people well, what was your what was there. your room theme our room was actually called the la rosa room Swans, swans, swans was the theme, yeah. Oh, and there was like it. a French Revolution themed room, and there was like was would, they, would they've had a Dracula themed room? They don't have a Dracula. Well, that's quite cool. They didn't yeah. have to be obvious. Yeah, exactly. Did they have a fish and chip themed room? <laughs> you didn't again. You're perhaps missing a trick there. <laughs> we'll email them immediately after this and suggest that. Do it now. On this very spooky special, we have an appropriately scary top five. 
Can I survive your spooky top five? This is the five lesser known haunted places around the world, courtesy of Lonely Planet. Okay, well, lesser known, I like that, because yeah. we're not going with the obvious ones that we would all probably But what guess. are the obvious ones, though? Spooky, I, I know haunted. what you mean. Is it like the Tower of London? Is it famously haunted? Yeah, well, the, the princes in the Tower, yeah. which will be back in the loose in 2022. Also, I was thinking, we did a few eps back do uh, our cemetery top five, yes. and I was wondering, we, you know, we've done that. We've parked, we can park in the cemeteries, yeah. which leaves you with what? We've done castles as well. Yeah, in the we past. have done We've done a lot in this podcast we'll series, have. so I'm very, very creepily curious to see what you come up with. Okay, well, don't blame me. Blame Lonely Planet, Planet if yeah. you don't like these. Okay. Number five on the list of lesser known haunted places around the world is Magnetic Hill in Moldova. Is this one of these places where you park your car, <laughs> you take the uh, handbrake off and it rolls uphill? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't think that's that spooky because there's several of those in Northern Ireland. Yes, there's one in an optical illusion more than anything, I believe. In Moldova sits Magnetic Hill. They say a spooky site with an interactive element. I'm not feeling this is terribly spooky, but maybe it leads us into the whole spookiness okay. of it. Well, that's even more fearful for so me. So I'm just like lulling you into a false sense of security. Thanks. Legend has it that the Nazis committed atrocities in the area and strange happenings have been occurring ever since. So it gets its name from the phenomenon that if you position your car just right across the road from the hill, slip the car into neutral, the car will, it says here, eerily advance (laughs) despite an opposing incline. But we've already kind of myth-busted that, we've debunked that theory. I'm really worried because I have to drive home after this (laughs) and it's quite late and it's dark outside. Um, I, and I get into the car at the best of times. I think there's a guy behind me oh, no. with a pitchfork. Oh, oh no. no. The guy in the pitchfork's on the roof. The guy behind me has a piano wire that he's going to, you know, go yeah, up to me with. Yeah, definitely. And um, also that Stephen King novel, Christine, about the oh, car itself, which starts, was haunted. Starts by itself. Yeah. yeah. And also Herbie Goes Bananas. <laughs> So number four is an entire island of spookiness, the island of Daxa, Croatia. Despite being prime real estate just off the coast of Dubrovnik, it says here, the island of Daxa is so frightening that no one will buy it. Ooh, Ooh. why is it frightening? Well, again, the site of a massacre. 48 Nazi sympathizers, including the mayor, were massacred after Dubrovnik's liberation. Apparently the bodies were left unburied, decaying for decades, and it said that moaning can be heard coming from the island, particularly on stormy nights. (laughs) Sell yourself, love. I mean, that's the thing about spooky. It can become very sad and somber. Well, yeah, it either becomes quite kitsch, doesn't it? And you yes. have like sort of like the Adams family and Elvira and creepy clowns. Yeah, creepy clowns. Yes. Or really, Genuinely. when there's like a genuine tragedy behind it. That's it. And then it just becomes kitsch, Halloweeny. But really, all these things are based on some sort of tragedy but you know it's how kids and adults face up to death i suppose so and i it harks back to another episode we did about dark tourism yeah and events like 
Auschwitz, Titanic, where, you know, literally hundreds, thousands, millions of people die, becomes an attraction. And within that, you do have the ghost stories. That's true. And people get off on listening to ghost stories, you know, around a campfire, yep. even as, like, girl guides, we used to do it. And yes. There's something entertaining about being scared and living yes. through it. Yes. And it's like, yeah, your true crime yeah. phenomenon and all the rest of it. Yes, you're 100% right. But you have to do it with a certain dignity. Yes. When it comes to you know, the tragedy of lives. really people involved, yes. exactly. That said, what's number three? <laughs> number three is a bit closer to home, Heidi. Oh. This is Ross Castle in Ireland. Among the many haunted castles in Ireland is the 16th century Ross Castle, located in County Meath. Built by the English Lord Richard Nugent, a famously cruel aristocrat, a famously cruel aristocrat. I nearly said aristocrat. Well, they can also be cruel. There's nothing creepier than a creepy cat. An aristocrat, especially. <laughs> it's said to be haunted by his daughter, Sabina, and she fell in love with the son of an enemy Irish chieftain and eloped, but the lovers were caught in a storm as they rode across Lake Sheelan and Sabrina's husband died. She was so distraught that she was unwilling to eat or drink and soon died as well. And it said both Sabina and the Lord are routinely sighted on the property. Guests have reported hearing voices and doors shutting on their own, sometimes with a startling bang. Number three. You would be number two. Oh, sorry. Number two. I'm so scared out of my pants. <laughs> I just don't know Listeners, what number we she are. She's still wearing pants. Just to state. <laughs> Number two is La Laurie Mansion in New Orleans. Now, I don't know if I've pronounced that right, but... Well, you know, already it sounds spooky because New, New Orleans, Orleans will be yeah, a hotbed exactly. of Voodoo. phenomena. Voodoo, yes. Phenomena, yeah, witchcraft. exactly. Witchcraft. Jiggery and indeed pokery. <laughs> Both of them combined. So it's the former home of Madame Delphine La Laurie, and apparently she's famous due to American horror story Coven. If you've ever seen that. I just would not watch that okay. from the get-go. And there were horrifying events there in the 1830s. And this is terribly tragic. Phantoms of tortured people who died on the property have been reported, along with screams coming from the house. So that's extremely sad. Can you stay overnight in it? Uh, I don't know, but it says here people and group tours have fainted or become nauseous. Yeah. Actor Nicholas Cage <laughs> owned the house for a while. Of course he did. <laughs> he experienced no unusual happenings while living there. He probably frightened them <laughs> with his behaviour, his antics. Would you stay overnight at a place like that? No, I definitely wouldn't. I've said in a couple of places that have really spooked me out. I can get very spooked, especially in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, once we were in a hotel in Italy, and I think it was just old, bad wiring. But the lights flickered on, oh, no. on, on and no. off in the middle of the night. And in fact, the house that we stayed in, uh, the hotel we stayed in in Whitby, La Rosa, isn't apparently haunted, but I was so worried the first night that it would be haunted. I had a dream about a haunting. That's how much I managed to spook myself, even in a non-spooky situation. But that's interesting you're saying that, because a lot of this is all suggested yeah. fear. It's all in the mind. Mm. The labyrinthian mind. The, the mm. manufactures evil that isn't actually there. It's like being afraid of the dark. Number one of the scariest but lesser known haunted places around the world according to Lonely Planet. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Kind of like the mood. Yeah, 
Fort Gary Hotel in Winnipeg. Oh, my brother's called Gary. So suddenly now I'm not scared. Okay. But I'm prepared to be scared. But there's two R's in this, Gary. Oh, well, that's I'm not scared him. again now. Yeah, okay. So apparently, room 202 is the epicenter of spooky goings on and unnatural occurrences in the Fort Gary Hotel in the aforementioned Winnipeg. And according to legend, I don't know, I mean like legend or could they not look up old newspaper records to see if this really happened? But anyway, apparently a woman hung herself in the closet many years ago. What? After Jimmy. hearing of her husband's death. No, that's awful. Yeah. So there have been reports of blood dripping down the walls in the room, which is about Amityville, and guests waking up to an apparition of a cloaked woman hovering at the foot of the bed. I, this is awful. So this awful. is a hotel, and people obviously ask to stay in room 202. <laughs> what did you think of that, Tofa? I don't think they were terribly scary. Obviously, the magnetic hill and that's the car movement not, not scary. very scary at yeah. all. Uh, I definitely wouldn't stay in that hotel. It's like you went and stayed. You stayed in the Shining Hotel, didn't you? No, I oh, wouldn't. No, we I, talked about it. Yeah. I think maybe we talked about it in another episode. We've done it all in these yeah. episodes. We've travelled the world and then some. Yeah. And I would not stay there for that very reason. Definitely wouldn't stay in that hotel in Winnipeg. You're probably going to do a top five of spooky hotels. There's one in Chicago as well that's really creepy that my 15 year old daughter told me about. So you know. Teenagers love all that yeah. and schlock, don't they? And schlock and shock. Yeah, a bit of schlock and shock. <laughs> I get frightened on <laughs> get frightened on the uh, ghost train at Barry's amusements, yeah. which is a really tacky amusement arcade in Northern Ireland. And I remember going to the haunted mansion. Oh, I was in the haunted mansion in Disneyland this year. Yeah. And that's. I mean, it's done in a that's sort of children. a Disney-esque way, but it's still scary. Okay, for children. I am adults. Okay. This is to a testament to how easily spooked you are. We were staying, we were each writing a travel feature <gasps> in, a, in a cottage in, in Hillsborough. the country. In Hillsborough, in Royal Hillsborough. Royal Hillsborough in Northern Ireland. And the man who <gasps> owned it yes. just quite innocently came round and <laughs> knocked, knocked the window. Yeah. <gasps> Even that noise. You screamed. screamed. And because you screamed, I screamed. <laughs> yeah, we all screamed for <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> and so we both screamed. Yeah. And I think scared the man yeah. more than he was not attempting to scare us in any way. No, but he was wearing a beanie hat. Okay. So. But he wasn't like, carrying an axe or anything. Not that we saw. Oh, not that we saw. <laughs> Way back at the start of this spooky podcast, Andrea. Spectacular. Why? Oh, Have we said that yet? Yeah, no. Actually, can you believe we've got three that's all about saying spe spectacular? There you go. Uh, Halloween themed. Uh, I decided to do a were in the wor werewolf in the world <laughs> of somewhere spooky. So, do you want to recap the clues? Because you had a couple of ideas. Yeah. Irons in the fire. So, clue one was the spine tingling attraction was first introduced by its protagonist in 1818 and closed in 2016 but it reopened on the 22nd of october 2022 that dear listener was yesterday as we record and you thought uh well no i wasn't listening to the word pr protagonist so that's oh you weren't you don't listen to my so clues that, then charming sorry did you say something mm. 
Um, that suggests like Madame Tussauds. So is there a Madame Tussauds scary waxwork museum? Is there? Is there? I don't know. But if it was opened by the protagonist, that suggests that that person has named it. It features the stories of individuals whose different crimes have each had a significant impact on Britain's social and criminal <laughs> history. Can't keep it up. History. <laughs> These puns and sound effects sound are effects. criminal. Uh, they really are. Well, then I thought the London Dungeon. You did, yes. Yeah, okay. so that's my second guess. Right, final clue. But there was around about this time I screamed. Yeah. Please don't do it again. Actually, I'm looking behind me. No, no, there's nothing there. Right, right, quick. Clue three. These notorious killers include the Cray twins, John Christie, Dennis Nielsen, Ruth Ellis, and Jack the Ripper. I heard somebody in your I heard somebody outside. What was that noise? Stop at you. Actually, my boots. <laughs> right, get, come on now. Right, so, uh, so what I think you, the you Black go? Museum in uh, Scotland Yard. I can go in and you can do a tour of the murder weapons and notes and people's clothes of famous murders in 20th century British history. So, which one are you going for? You've the been... Black Museum, which may be called the Jack the Ripper Museum in Scotland Yard, or maybe called the Scotland Yard Museum, or maybe called the Black Room. Is that your final answer? Yes. Well, you know, you did get the answer right, oh. Andrea, and it, but it's not that one. You were oh. right about the word protagonist because it is, in fact, Madame Tussauds' Chamber of the Horrors. Horrors. The archive houses a significant collection of historical artefacts, including the glasses of Dr. Crippen, mm. hanged for the murder of his wife in 1910, the pram used by Mary Piercy to transport the bodies of her lover's wife and child, who she was convicted of murdering in 1890, and this is the creepiest thing of all, Dennis Nielsen's TV set from his home in Cricklewood, where he committed multiple murders, is reported he would sit and watch TV with the bodies of his victims, mm. and the TV was given to Madame Tussauds by a friend of Nielsen in the mid-80s. Of course, the big main thing about the Chamber of Horrors is there are lifelike waxworks of all these people and it is a truly horrific place to visit. Have you been? I haven't been, Oh, it no. is awful. It is so spine-tinglingly really? scary. And I didn't realise, when I looked it up, that it had closed. And then to my horror slash delight for this episode... It has literally just reopened after being closed since 2016. So talk about up to date in the old podcast. just in time for our podcast. And Halloween. Thank you, Madam Tussauds. And Halloween. Perfect. we go we want to say thank you as always to 3d shark for providing our theme music thank you to heidi for being such good sport and being frightened out of her life i was frightened yeah so how do you feel at the end of this episode you had like a bit it's been a bit of a roller coaster for you really hasn't it it has and uh this will never be repeated uh i really don't like spooky things and i know people do like cutesy things at halloween but there's always that undercurrent of the macabre okay uh, so please we'll never do this again okay okay we'll never do it again but i just had the best time screaming and scaring you so much that you fell off your chair and nearly <laughs> ran out the door i think we should end the podcast with a recap of my scream that you can just lift from earlier in the podcast okay you're evil <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.